Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Now, look back at the second day's play in the Liverpool Victoria Insurance Test Series between England and New Zealand, and a much better day, of course. This one for England after the first day. Actually, I found the first day quite turgid viewing, but the second day uh, was was interesting cricket. Always is, isn't it, when the bowlers are on top. The ball did a little bit more today. England, in the end, scrambled to 111 for two. Well, I say scrambled. They actually played pretty well in the last sort of hour or so. And uh, they, they managed to sort of trim New Zealand's hopes to under 400. I thought at one point they might have got them to 330 or something, but... That last pair played pretty well and an extraordinary second day for, for Devon Conway as well to get 200 on your first ever test innings. I mean, it's an incredible achievement, but England are, are fighting hard. Yeah, um, they've had a much better second day than first day. Listening to Mark Wood this morning saying about Devon Conway, well, I, I hope he, you know, hope he's a bit tired this morning or at least a bit, a bit tired than we are. <laughs> which suggested that you know it, it could be a sort of tough day ahead for England's bowlers because that first day had taken a bit out of them. But Conway was just back for more. Mind you, so was Mark Wood, who was, who was excellent today. I mean, he was England's standout bowler on the second day. And, and Conway, well, how, how to get him out, you run him out. That, I mean, he was, he was the, la- yes. the last man out. He nearly carried his bat. It was a really tight decision for the third umpire, the TV umpire, uh, Richard Illingworth. It was one of those that you know, some umpires, I think, would have you know, they've gone for the really cautious approach and said not out. I think it, it was out. Uh, were the frames there to sort of conclusively prove it? Pro- probably. Anyway, he sent him on his way. And that, that was it. Conway didn't carry his bat. But two, 200 not out 
on debut at Lords. I mean, a fantastic. Well, two hundred out. Well, sorry, two, 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 it, yeah, two hundred out. out. Yeah, well, yeah, two hundred not dismissed by a bowler. Yeah, that's anyway. that's it. Yeah, no bowler defeated him. Two two hundred run out out of three hundred and seventy eight. Phenomenal. And I think one of the, the the features of his innings was that. You know, normally when a batsman gets 200, you know, there are some dicey moments on the way or, you know, he's dropped a couple of times or, or whatever. But it's hard. I mean, he was beaten a few times, but there, there weren't many moments in the whole innings where you thought he was going to be dismissed. Uh, it, it, yeah. it was a, no, I agree. It was a really... I completely agree. It, was, it backs up what we were saying yesterday, that he just sort of... He, he didn't seem to get tired or bored, certainly not. And he never sort of got out of his little bubble... And yet he played quite a kind of, um, you know, in, enjoyable watching innings. It, it was quite fluent, wasn't mm. it? There were some lovely drives today and, and yesterday. Uh, so it wasn't like a sort of an Alistair Cook kind of innings, which can be a bit crab-like. It was actually quite, uh, quite in a way, quite aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, it stole my thunder slightly or ruined my story because I wanted to uh, tell you or test you out, actually, to see if you knew what the origin of carrying your bat is because he would have carried his bat if he'd been not out obviously at the end well go, do you know the origin of that term well well go on anyway um or do you um no <laughs> <laughs> well, no i thought as much well it, it goes back to the days when um you only had one or two bats per team in the kind of 17 or 1800s and so if you were out you left your bat at the wicket for the next person so I know, you know probably some schools and even maybe village teams still mm. do this. Uh, but So you left your, your bat at the crease uh, if you were out and walked off you know, just without the bat. And obviously if you were not out, if you're the last man not out, you got to carry the bat off at the end. And that's the origin of carry the bat. And, and it used to apply to anyone who was not out at the end. But uh, over time it's become just refers to a, a man who batted from the start and carries his bat off at the end because he's not out. Well, it's, it's nice to learn something new. I, d I didn't know that, but uh, uh, good story, Oz. Uh, also a good story today. Uh, you know, Neil, Neil Wagner came out at number 11 and looked, yeah. I mean, looked almost as good as anyone. I mean, two or three of the he shots did. he played. I mean, he played one glorious back foot cover drive off Mark Wood, who you know, was steaming in, picked up uh, three wickets today. Uh, delightful from Wagner. And it, the, the weird thing was, he normally, you know, when, when you got a, a bloke at one end approaching 200, you, you sort of bat for him, don't you? You, you, mm. you, you try to sort of coax him and do your best. And, uh, but there was none of that from Wagner. He came out and played his shots. He, he belted one over, he belted Stuart Broad back over his head over, over long off for six. At a stage where you thought, hold on, you know, bat for Conway, see if you can get him up to 200. But he was, he was playing his shots and it caused... And Wagner didn't really look like being out either. It was a, it was it was sort of delightful, free flowing batting from New Zealand's number eleven. It's sort of in a way, in contrast to, to most of their innings. It, you know, it, you, you talk about yesterday being sort of a hard working day for I think you know for spectators. It was great to be here and you know the spectators back in, in Lords, but it, it, it was a hard working day. And, and Wagner actually just played with a, that freedom that we haven't hadn't seen in the game so far. And of course, mm. when England when England batted. I mean, that was that was hard work as well. It's taken him 43 overs to score 111. Uh, Root was 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 becalmed for a long time, really 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 digging in there because he you know sensed the difficulty England were in at 18 for two. They, I mean, are, are they 
are they right back in this game? I think they they feel as if they're more in the game than they were after the the first day. What what are we looking at in in terms of the the flow of the match, uh, Yoza, and your your gra- your graphic your, your who's winning graphic? Let's let- yeah. Well, well, if you're watching in video, you can see this. Obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't. But I'll try and explain it. So this graphic shows a percentage chance of each team winning. And after the first day, the New Zealanders were up to 45% chance of winning. England were down, right down at 12. And the draw was looking reasonably likely as well. And now we've seen today quite a bit of fluctuation. New Zealand marginally ahead at the end of the day, sort of 35%, 36% chance of winning. But England have, have fought back well. And that, that's from a, a, the depths of 10% chance for England in kind of early in the day when Devon Conway and, and Henry Nichols were going so well and there was no hope of England getting a wicket really and uh, the New Zealanders were really cock-a-hoop and like 50% chance of winning. Uh, but then that spell from Mark Wood, which you can see here, this blue line, England suddenly uh, getting some hope with those three quick wickets and a couple for Ollie Robinson as well that really reduced uh, New Zealand's aspirations. And I was so pleased for, for Mark Wood that... You know, after all that effort yesterday, we gave him the uh, Liverpool Victoria Insurance in with Hart Award for his gutsy effort with the ball. No wickets yesterday, three today, totally deserved them. And uh, in fact, he wasn't as quick as yesterday, funnily enough. It just shows that it's not always pace that, that delivers. Uh, but then uh, England also fighting back with the bat as well after those two early losses. So it's almost par now. Both teams level on about 25% chance of winning. And uh, the, the, the most uh, likely outcome at this stage is the draw, which has gone up to about 40% chance. And so that's what the, the graphic reveals today. Yeah, and, and yet we know that if a test match goes the full five days and there isn't much weather involvement these days, generally speaking, we don't have many draws in test match cricket. I mean, there, there were those two test matches that West Indies played against Sri Lanka earlier this year in the Caribbean, where the pitches tend to be quite dour, quite flat, and they, they were two sort of quite big draws in the sense that, you know, it was, as we got into the fifth day, it looked pretty obvious it was going to be a draw, and it, and it turned out that way. But generally, I mean, generally speaking, we don't have a, a lot of draws without much weather intervention. So you, you still think the draws sort of right up there at the moment uh, ahead of uh, New Zealand or England? I mean, see, well, yeah. I, mean, the, I don't know, actually. I, I think it's an interesting one. Three days to go, a lot can happen. The pitch starting to just do a bit, isn't it? It's hmm. sort of a little bit of bounce, a little bit of movement. Root had his, his share of luck, played miss a few times. Burns never looks entirely secure. Obviously, uh, England have a longish tail as well. So you want these two to, to carry on for a fair bit tomorrow. I, I, I'm, I'm backing somebody in the England side to get close to 100. But then, of course, it'll all be down to how New Zealand back in the second innings. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, of, of different uh, permutations possible. You know, I used to be a coffee addict. Couldn't function without two double-strength lattes in the morning and another to follow, especially if I was going to the gym or on a cycle. It played havoc with my nervous system. Since I've discovered Mission Teas, that's all changed. I feel energised, but not hyperactive. Mission was founded by Tom Whittle on a nine-month ride through South America. His experience was transformed by the amazing properties of Argentinian teas based round the herbs Yerba Mate and Matcha, renowned for their slow release of energy, and Roibosch, famous for its anti-inflammatory effects. 
Mission now produce a range of herbal teas specially designed for hydration, energy boosts, relaxation and even sleep. Numerous GB sports stars swear by them, including a number of the England cricket team and some famous footballers too. Mission teas are not only genuinely beneficial, but they're actually delicious and don't leave you with stale coffee breath or constantly needing the toilet. Honestly, I feel totally upbeat, whether in the gym, coaching the kids or recording this podcast, and I'm sleeping better as well. I highly recommend you try some. Mission are offering listeners of this podcast 20% off your first order if you go to missionuk.com and type in the code CRICKETER20, all one word, at checkout. So that's missionuk.com, use the code CRICKETER20 and enjoy. couple of um, sort of talking points. Um, I like the way uh, Tim Southey took that wicket of Zach Crawley, um, which they talked about a little bit on TV. He bowled him a few outswingers from close to the stumps, and then he went a bit wider and bowled him one from from wider of the crease, which he was drawn into to driving at. And why does that? Why is that effective? It's because um, when you bowl from close to the stumps, the outswinger, and try and swing it away from the right-hander, he can leave the ball. Uh, because he can see the direction that the swing is going in. But if the bowler goes wider of the of the crease, it starts out as if it's going to angle in because he's come, come from wider of the crease. So it looks as if he's trying to bowl an in-swinger or uh, he's aiming to, to get from a wider angle the ball closer to the stumps or at the stumps. So it's much harder to leave that ball. And it just it's, a, it's almost an optical illusion for, for the batsman. They sort of think, oh... This is a different ball. I can have a drive of it, and actually, it sort of hangs out there wide and still swings away, even though from the angle it looks as if it would swing in. So it was a clever bit of bowling that by a real swing artist, and one as not quite as good as Jimmy Anderson, but you know he's he's a clever bowler, Tim Southey, and Zach Crawley will learn a lesson there. He fell fell for that little old trick that you see in club cricket. I was going to just talk a little bit about Joe Root's batting as well, um, a miniature bat here. And uh, he's changed his method. And I was talking to him about this when um, we were doing the filming with him for the World Cup documentary a couple of weeks ago, actually. He's changed his trigger movement slightly, so he goes back and across a bit more now. Does another tap with the bat just before the bowler bowls to get him in sort of a bit of rhythm. And also, I don't know if you noticed, but he twirls the bat quite a lot. Um, Just in between... Uh, tap bat taps just before sort of settling into his stance he does a lot of this twirling and Kane Williamson does that as well and he says Kane Williamson that it's all about feel to make sure you're not gripping the bat too tightly because you know using the wrists and using the hands to steer the ball into gaps is very important so actually just twirling the bat in your hands gives you that feeling of lightness of of grip of lightness of touch and Root a, a big mate of Kane Williamson has obviously borrowed that so it's interesting how batsmen sort of pick up these little mannerisms and try and are constantly, well, are constantly trying to improve. Great bat twiddler was Alex Stewart. Yeah, he, he, he used to love he used to love flicking the bat in his hands. And, and Root played well today. Uh, you know, yeah. really solid uh, at the close. He's he's forty two not out. Uh, Rory Burns had some good fortune early on. There was an LBW shout. Which, if the umpire had given it out, uh, it's Michael Goff, and he's, he's such a good umpire, Michael Goff. He, he, he gets so much right, mm. and this, this was umpire's call for, for for clipping leg stump. He thought, well, uh, uh, 
favour of the batsman, really. You'll benefit the doubt to, to the batsman. Might be missing leg stump. You gave him not out. If you're giving him out, then, then Burns reviewed it. Then Burns would have been on his way. That was early on. Uh, uh, Burns uh, you know, gradually got into his work. There was an LBW shout as well where he left it. And New Zealand were, they were, everyone was up for it. And again, another one from Michael Goff. It, it, it was too high. So that, that, was, that was absolutely fair enough. How did you feel Burns uh, went today? I mean, he's, he's sort of back in the side, isn't he? Because he, he was dropped in the winter, back in the side. I mean, it, clearly England, you know, they, they want Rory Burns at the top of the order. He is their you know, preferred option. And he, he's, he's battled through uh, to the close of play. Uh, but it's funny, isn't it? I mean, it's, such a, it's games of such fine margins. You know, another umpire, another day would have given that LBW out and Burns would have been dispatched like Sibley early on. Yeah, uh, they, don't, they don't tend to review much with uh, Michael Goff, do they? Because they're so no, sure no. of how good he is that they know mm. well, if he gets it not out, it's, it'll be not out. So they yeah. don't tend to, to try a review. I, I mean, Burns is funny. He, he looks vulnerable to me. I mean, I thought Southie bowled really well to him, trying to swing it in, cut the odd one across. And I, I, he plays slightly across the ball. He gets his front pad too far over, and he looks a bit of an LBW victim. And also, I know that when he goes out to, to the Ashes in Australia, they're going to bounce the hell out of him because he goes for the pull and the hook, and he doesn't always look in control. So uh, I'm not entirely sure about him, but I think what England will do is they'll they'll see which one of... Burns and, and Sibley, and hope, hopefully both of them have a good summer, but they'll want one of them to be the, the, the sort of number one batsman. And if Sibley you know, struggles for some reason, they're not going to drop Burns as well. They'll try and find at least one of them that has a permanence, and hopefully both. So, you know, he did, he did pretty well, uh, Rory Burns, and he, with his, his method. Um, I'll just bring up one other little top, talking point, talking of Burns, and that was the way that... Neil Wagner bowled to him. Now, I've got the field shield here uh, just to demonstrate the unusual field setting that Wagner had uh, towards the end of the day when he tried the, the left arm over orthodox method. Then he went round the wicket and tried the bouncer method. And it's quite an amazing field uh, because he had uh, most of his men behind the wicket, especially on the leg side. He had a short leg and a mid-wicket, which I've just dropped off the, um, off the board, and a deep square leg in front of square, and then two men catching behind square, a sort of leg slip, a sort of deep leg slip and a, and a long leg. So sort of one, two, three, four, five men in the mm. kind of leg trap area. But of course, only two can be behind square on the leg side. And then, you know, the other men sort of sprinkled on the offside. But it's an amazingly difficult field to bowl to, I think, with all these, these men on the leg side to the left hander. And he conceded a few runs and in the end gave up. <laughs> But it was a, it was an interesting passage of play, I thought. Well, that, that's that's one of Wagner's ways of operating is yeah. to to bang the ball in, flog the ball into the pitch, and he's taken so many wickets that way. A high percentage of his wickets, or higher percentage of his wickets, have been with a short ball, and, he, and he's thirty five years of age. It takes a lot of energy uh, to to bowl that way. You you know that yourself. From you know, trying to bowl short, it takes a lot out of you, and yet Wagner. It has worked for him. It didn't work for him today. Uh, Burns, I mean, there's not much pace in this pitch, is there? There's it's not a huge amount of bounce. I mean, you know, sometimes you can sort of skid it through, and, and that 
that helps you, slight misjudgment, top edge, whatever. And, and, and also as well, I suppose it's the unorthodox nature. Not many bowlers do this. So not, not many batters actually see this in operation. So, you know, you have to come up with a, a very specific plan for Neil Wagner. I mean, people have seen it now. So they know what he's about, don't they? And they, they know what the challenge is. And Burns uh, cope with it pretty well. It, it, it felt as though he was he's sort of flogging, a, you know, what's that phrase? Flogging a dead horse a bit today, uh, Wagner. You know, it, it just did not work for him. But it worked for him on a, on a similar sort of surface in, in Mount Monganui uh, when England played in uh, New Zealand last time round. He, he picked up Pfeiffer in the last innings. And, he, you know, he was the, the man responsible for New Zealand winning on that final day. So it has worked against England on a, sort of, on a pitch like this. Uh, the one wicket... Uh, that sort of, you know, the, the the one genuine sort of short ball wicket today was uh, Mark Wood get, getting rid of Nichols, and that was, you know, that was a top edge down towards the the fine leg boundary, and 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 Robinson taking the catch. Robinson did get um, uh, a couple of wickets. James, J- well, no, Robinson got Jameson out with a short ball. Uh, yes. That was a that was a oh, top edge right, to yeah. deep square leg, yeah. but the Wood one. I, I mean, what, what do you think as a, as a quick bowler, the, the, the three wickets the Wood took today? Do you, do you think the short ball wicket would have given him? Most pleasure, bang, banging the ball in, the, taking on the hook and top edge towards fine um, leg, or I think the, the, the slip, one, the I think slip the one catch. That swung, I think the one that swung and, and, and was called a slip, actually, in a way, because although that was Watling, although yeah. a bouncer needs to be well directed, you know, it's more about strength, whereas the caught slip with an outswinger on a perfect length is, is more about skill. So uh, I, I suppose I, I think I'd get more satisfaction from uh, the beautiful. Outswinger, which he doesn't produce that many of actually, mm. and caught slit rather than the, the, the bouncer caught on the deep. But the, the bouncer caught on the deep was was a good turning point for England because they weren't mm. looking very uh, wicket happy generally or wicket uh, optimistic. And suddenly he changed it with that top edge, and it was a good bit of bowling. You know, some stuff outside off stump to get get the batsman forward, and then sort of surprise him with that skiddy bouncer, which wasn't getting up that much, and the batsman was a bit tucked up and. In the end, got the top edge. So, you know, it was a good bit of cricket from Wood, and that—that's what he's there for, isn't it? To sort of make something happen when when everything's not going their way and it's looking a bit dead. And that really t- turned the game for England, and, and they're really—they're very, very much back in it now. Yeah, and, and you're right. And, and Wood, one of the things about Mark Wood's uh, bowling is that you know he, he does roar and he does bowl with pace. But I think he sometimes gets frustrated at his lack of wickets. And actually today, that, that type of bowling, that sort of shock force almost, you know, he did haul England back into the game. And, you know, he has, you know, he bowled really well. He bowled quickly in the West Indies, for example. He bowled well in, in South Africa as well. But I, I just wonder whether that spell today, you know, he'll have a, sort of have a special place for him because he, he, he talked about it before the start of play today about, you know, if we can get some wickets, you know, we'll be right back in the game. And you, you think, well, hold on, it's 250 for three. Pitch looks pretty flat. Uh, you can see New Zealand getting 450, but actually Wood, Wood made it happen. Mm. And that, that short ball got England going, and then he got Watling, as we mentioned, caught at slip, the ball you're talking about. And then Santner in at number eight, rather tame dismissal, poking the ball to mid-off. But, I mean, even that might have been to do with Wood's pace because he was right back you know, right back in his crease because of Wood's extra pace. And he rather poked it out towards 
uh, mid-off. So you, know, you look at Wood, 27 overs, 8 maidens, 3 for 81. I mean, they're not figures that, I mean, they're, they're solid figures. Um, but they're, they're not sort of special figures. No, but it was, a, but it was a really, but it was a re- the point I'm making is a really significant spell and a, a huge boost for his confidence as yeah. well. And, and he's taken his wickets at 27, you know, three for 81. So that's yeah. that's perfectly respectable on that pitch, actually. Now, um, tell me, life in the TMS box uh, a little bit different, I suppose. A bit more separation, no cake. What's the story? No, no, we haven't had any cake yet. Um, well, you know, probably can't get through the, the, the various... Well, it's all zoned off, reg- isn't it? You can't... Re- I mean, I, I, when I came yesterday, actually, you have to go into the, the gate that's miles away from your seat and you have to go back out the same way. You can't kind of mm. sneak in through the Grace Gates or the East Gate or anything. You have to walk virtually all around the ground. And I, I, I always hate that bit of Lords at the end, at the Wellington Road end, which is just a brick wall. It looks like a prison. I, I once uh, met, met a lady who was a French lady who lived in the, the kind of St. John's Wood area, and she said, what is that? Uh, what is that behind that prison wall? And I said, well, it's a cricket ground, you know. I mean, it's the most awful... Uh, sort of carbuncle, really, which sort of totally hides the the beauty and and the history that's uh, hidden within. I don't know if you've seen also um, these um, the, 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 the special Lord's Wall, the Father Time Wall, which commemorates a lot of um, amazing performances at Lord's over the two hundred years or so that it's been there. And people sponsor a tile, and then it goes up on the on this Father Time Wall, which is behind the new stand sort of at the uh, west side of the ground. It's really good. You should go and have a look at it tomorrow, and I'll, I'll meet you there, maybe, because I'll be there. So we'll have a look at the Father Time War and pick out a... If we're allowed to mix, are we? I don't know. I'm not allowed well, in I'm the not... media centre. Maybe you're not allowed out. I don't, I don't know what the regulations are. We, we, you know, we, we, it's, it's funny, you know, we, we're... It's so different from last year, where... You know, we were staying on the grounds at Old Trafford and, and, and the Aegeus Bowl. It, it, it does feel different this year. You are, you, know, you are allowed to go home at the end of the day's play. You don't have to sleep near the commentary box as, as we did last year. Uh, but you know, there's still regulations in place. Mask wearing is encouraged you know, in, in the media centre uh, when you, you go down for your lunch or whatever. And you know, you're, you're, I think you're not encouraged to, to move around the ground. Uh, but it, it, does, it does feel... A, it does feel a more, far more normal experience uh, this time around. We've still got the we've still got the screens between commentators, but we're sitting a bit closer to the commentator. It feels, you know, you're summarising your score this year than we were last year. So it's gradually mm. it's gradually getting back to normal. And of course, next week the Edgbaston Test match, um, you know, much bigger crowds. You know, around about fifteen thousand allowed per day. Wow. Um, so that you know, so that it's will be, be noisy, isn't it? Imagine all well, those it will be, won't Edgbaston it? faithful yeah. who've been denied chance of, of mm. shouting and screaming for a year god they're going to be going for it yeah and and it's not and in the holly stand it's normally pretty raucous anyway so yeah, there, there will be i mean Lord, lords it's felt a very sort of genteel atmosphere over the last a couple of days six and a half thousand people uh, the sun has shone the, the cricket has been attritional really rather than dramatic uh, you know it has i wouldn't say it's been a thrilling first couple of days i mean it, it's uh, something that devon conway will remember forever and what was really nice today Actually, was when he got his double hundred with a, with a top edge six. Actually, um, I mean, you know, he, he's played so in such a measured way, but he actually went to his hundred with a, a six over fine leg that was you know, off the top edge. Everyone in the ground just about I looked all around the ground. Everyone was standing up and applauding, and that sort that real sort of sense of appreciation for an overseas, you know, an overseas batter who's come here on debut and produced something really special. And that, that was that was a lovely moment. He must have, yeah, I, yeah. You know, 
South African, New Zealander, he, he must have sort of looked around and thought, well, this is, this is something really special. I suppose if there'd been 25,000 people in the ground, it would have been even more special. But there was something really nice about almost, you could almost like pick out every single person in the ground who was yeah. standing up and applauding you. Lo- lo- really lovely feeling for him. And uh, how, uh, many uh, more, how many people have made more than 200 on Test mm-hmm. Match debut? You, you probably know that, do you? Uh, not not off the top of my head, but he the, the highest score on debut is Ari uh, Foster two eight seven. Yeah, Tip, Tip Foster two eight seven. But he was yeah. he was knocking quite a few. He's well into the top ten now yes. of highest highest scores on debut. I think at the what two hundreds. I think there were there were five or six others who have made two hundred on debut. Of course, the the, the the most recent was the West Indian batsman yeah. uh, Carl Mayers, yeah. who who made that double hundred against. Uh, Bangladesh and won that test match in in thrilling fashion so uh, that wasn't know, his first innings though I don't think was it I think it was his second no, innings no but on, on his debut on so, his, it was his so, debut but it wasn't yeah, his actual yeah. debut innings N- yeah. no no it wasn't no but I mean brilliant brilliant for for Conway today good yeah. good from Wood uh, solid from Burns and Root and three days to go you've got the draw at the you know the, the top of the list on your uh, who's hope, winning? Let's hope not, eh? Uh, unless, it's one of those, well, yeah. unless it's one of those gripping ones which goes to the last over or something. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll accept that. I think the, the game probably needs it needs to go up a gear. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a draw. I just don't. I don't you, think no. one player's... No, I don't think so. I think the pitch will start doing things. and Well, in which case... Falling. It, There's some, so, there are so many good bowlers playing as well. Yeah, well, in which case, I think New Zealand are, you know, have got more of a chance than England. Uh, it, mm. Obviously, if England have a really good batting day tomorrow and get up around New Zealand score, they can put some pressure on them. What they haven't got, though, and what, and what neither side's got, really, is a sort of top-class spinner. Mm. I, we, we could talk about India coming uh, later in the summer. I mean, if, if, if India were playing in this match, I think you'd, I'd really fancy them from this position because I, I got a, I've got a feeling the ball's going to turn as the I, game I, goes well, it on. It has. It has, Four, it has already it, well, suggested. Well, one or two. Yeah. One or two have, got, have gone quite sharply. It's only one or two, but they have, you know, there was one that sent the ball to root that really ripped past his outside edge. So you, you just think, you know, if we do get some decent weather over the next few days, and actually there's, the, there's some talk about some rain around tomorrow, which could just halt the progress of the game. But you think, you know, by the fifth day, if England are batting last, if, if, if they were facing uh, Ravi Chandra and Ashwin, say, and, you know, one or two other of the Indian spinners, then, you know, it, it could be a real challenge for them. But, and, you know, England have got Root, New Zealand have got Santa, who's never taken a Fifer. So that, you know, although he did help England, well, that, uh, he did help New Zealand beat England in that match in, in Mount Monganui, uh, you, you feel they might, there's, there's going to be something for him. Have they got the bowlers to, either side got the bowlers to, to really exploit the, the conditions? England's problem, of course, is that they had to, you know, they didn't have a balance to their side and they said it was really difficult to pick the team. And you can, you can understand that. You know, you've, you actually feel some sympathy for them because it, it wasn't easy to come up with the 11 they've come up with for this game. There were lots of tough decisions uh, to make. And in New Zealand have got their spinner in Santa, but he's not, of the, you know, he's not the most threatening. He's not of the highest class. So perhaps, the, perhaps the, this pitch is not going to have the bowlers it deserves at, at, at the back end of the game, if, if, if you understand what I mean. So we might not see what this pitch is really uh, capable of. But anyway, there's, there's a bit there for the bowlers. And there's, a bit, there's sort of a bit there for everyone, really. Mm. Although it's, it's quite hard work for the, for the batters uh, out there. But yeah, uh, you, what, you, what you hope from here is that we get some, you know, we get some, I don't know, some drama, really. Some, some real, you know, the, the game needs to go up a level. 
Um, whether it will or not, or whether it will just peter, it could peter out. Don't say a, that. It's not going to straw. peter out. It's going to be riveting. <laughs> so let's yeah. uh, stick with that uh, prediction. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, to review the third day's play. I think it's going to be, as you say, a little bit weather interrupted, but uh, hopefully not too much. And they can get the play back on as soon as the rain stops, if it, if it falls. Uh, and as I say, we'll be back tomorrow with the third day's review of this Liverpool Victoria insurance test series between England and New Zealand. So join us then. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.